Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Chapter 6 of Dorothy Dixon and the Mystery Plane. By Dorothy Wayne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The House on the Dunes. Having come to agreeable terms with Mr. Yancey, and having secured the name and location of Babylon's best restaurant, Dorothy left the waterfront and walked uptown. A glance at her wrist-watch told her it was not yet seven o'clock. She was in no hurry, for she had more than two hours to wait before it would be dark enough to start. So she strolled along the bustling streets of the little city, feeling very much pleased with the way things were progressing. Arrived at the restaurant, she ordered a substantial meal and while waiting for it to be served sought a telephone booth she asked for the toll operator and put in a call for new canaan a little while later she was summoned to the phone is that you lizzie yes i no no i'm perfectly all right she spoke soothingly into the transmitter no don't worry about me please i've had to go out of town and i want to let you know that i won't be back till morning never mind now i'll see you tomorrow good-bye she replaced the receiver and went back to her table a little smile on her lips at the memory of Lizzie's distracted voice over the wire. Poor Lizzie! She's all worked up again at what she calls my wild doings, she thought, and with a determined glint in her eyes, she proceeded to eat heartily. When she had finished, she asked at the desk for a sheet of paper and an envelope. She took these over to the table, ordered a second cup of coffee, and began to compose a letter. This took her some time, for in it she explained her maneuvers during the afternoon and gave the exact location of the cottage on the dunes where she believed the Mystery Plains pilot had been bound. 
she ended with a sketch of her plans for the evening and addressed the envelope to terry walter's father with her mind now easy in case of misadventure she paid her bill and walked back to the waterfront good evening miss dixon greeted yancey as she stepped into his office i've done what you asked me to you'll find a pair of clean blankets some fresh water and eatables for two days stowed away in the mary jane's cabin i know you don't intend to be out that long but it's always wise to be on the safe side with grub thanks you're a great help now just one thing more before i shove off although i've rented your boat for twenty-four hours i really expect to be back here to-morrow morning at the latest if i don't turn up by noon will you please send this letter by special delivery to mr walters in new canaan i sure will miss dixon but you're not looking for trouble are you dorothy shook her head and smiled nothing like that mr yancey i just want mr walters to know where i am and what i'm doing good enough ma'am anything else i can do not a thing thank you don't bother to come down to the wharf with me i've got several things i want to do aboard before i set out just as you say good luck and a pleasant trip yancey's honest face wore a beaming grin as he doffed his tattered cap to dorothy thank you again good night dorothy went outside and found that yancey's predictions of rain earlier in the evening had been justified lucky this is drizzle instead of fog she thought as she hurried down to the landing stage i'd be out of luck navigating blind on great south bay she dove into the mary jane's cabin and after lighting the old-fashioned oil lamp in its swinging bracket put on her slicker and sou'wester then she fished the chart of the bay out of the locker and spent the next quarter of an hour in an intensive study of the local waters having gained an intimate picture of this part of the bay she plotted her course and checked up on the blankets and food that done she blew out the lamp picked up the anchor and left the cabin closing the door behind her outside in the drizzle she deposited her burden in the bow making the anchor rope fast to a ring bolt in the decking then she put a match to the side lights and coming aft cast off from the staging next she started the motor a difficult undertaking at the third or fourth heave of the heavy flywheel it got away with a series of barking coughs she slid in behind the steering wheel and they headed out across the bay night had fallen but notwithstanding the light rain visibility on the water was good the tide as dorothy knew was at the flood so she cut straight across for the dull intermittent glow of fire island light the boat ran strongly and well and dorothy gave the engine full gas 
she knew from experience that one of its primitive type was not apt to suffer from being driven but on the contrary was inclined to run more evenly it had been at least two years since she had sailed on great south bay but she remembered it to be a big shallow puddle where in most places a person capsized might stand on bottom and right the boat no danger of capsizing with the mary jane she reflected she's built on the lines of a flounder i'll bet she'd float in a heavy dew two and a half feet of tide made it possible for her to hold a straight course and presently she could see the dim outline of sand dunes the faint easterly draught of air brought the roar of the atlantic swell as it boomed upon the beach outside it was time to change her course a quarter turn of the wheel swung the mary jane to port and straightening out she headed across the inlet five minutes later she had picked up the dunes on the farther side with the dunes off her starboard quarter dorothy made the wheel fast with a bit of cord she had cut for the purpose and going forward extinguished her side lights back at the wheel again she steered just as close to the shore as safety permitted for the next couple of miles she ran along the shallows thank goodness she muttered at last swinging the mary jane inshore she cut the motor and headed into a small cove to ground a moment later on a pebbly beach springing ashore dorothy dragged the anchor up the beach and buried it at its full length of rope in the sand then with a sigh of satisfaction she straightened her back and took a survey of her surroundings the little beach ran up to a cup-shaped hollow encompassed by high sand dunes she had noticed the inlet on the large-scale chart and chose it because she figured that it lay about a mile on the near side of the cottage she sought and since she had decided to use the motor-boat instead of the plane because she wanted to cover her approach this spot seemed made to order for her purpose her eyes scanned the skyline and for a moment her heart almost stopped surely she had seen the head of a man 